Welcome to this podcast from Penrith Church of Christ. If there is anything in this message that you would like to talk about further, please go to our website, www.cofcpenrith.org. That's www.cofcpenrith.org. I've been challenged in so many different ways that you sit there and go, what do I actually step into? Well, as we started at the beginning of this series, one of the things that I continually kept on saying to you all, there's two things, and I want to point them out just quickly um, this morning uh, before we get into the nuts and bolts of uh, what I believe God has laid on my heart uh, to be able to expose this morning. Uh, the two things that I want to quickly just uh, run by is the first one is that we need to actually hear what our soul is screaming out for, is desiring, is wanting to move into for us to actually uh, impart any of the things that we speak about over this whole series. Um, if we're not intentive with what our soul is needing, then we're going to miss the mark. And the other one is is that if we, if we hear the knowledge and we, we gain knowledge of, of God, and we gain knowledge of our own circumstance in the sense of where God is actually taking us, um, what, what our life circumstances are, whether we have children, whether we don't, whether we're, uh, whether we're working, our work, uh, our schooling, our, our family life, uh, health reasons, things like that. If we are not attentive to uh, the circumstance of our life, then we're going to miss the mark. But if we've got the knowledge of God, and we've got the knowledge of our own circumstance, and we actually join them together with the linchpin of the Holy Spirit, then we can not just expect growth, but growth will happen in many, many different ways. So my challenge for you this morning before we step into this is to actually step into that. If you haven't done in the last six weeks, to maybe try it this week. Maybe try it this week in the sense that what we're about to go into is hearing from God. Now, I've journeyed with a lot of Christians, uh, whether they've been a Christian for a short time or a long, uh, a long period. There is one of the biggest things that people struggle with is actually hearing from God. And I've even heard people say, well, God doesn't speak. I've even heard people say, well, I pray to him, but God doesn't speak. I'm here to say, yes, he does. Are you actually listening? Let me pray. And then let's see what God's wanting to open in our hearts this morning. Lord, I thank you again that we can come together as your children. I thank you that uh, even though we can't physically join because of the climate today, that we are still able to, to come together as community even if it's virtually. So, Lord, I pray for your spirit just to flow, flow in everyone's heart, flow in everyone's homes, flow through the screen, flow, flow through the people uh, that are leading in each household, Lord. Pray for discussion. I pray for communication. But, Lord, as we step into the message this morning, I pray that the words that I speak are not of me but of you. I pray that you control every direction and you open up every heart that is listening to the, today's message. pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Sweet. Tell you what, and I can't guide this, but I want you to turn around to whoever's in your room 
uh, if you've got people in your room, and, and just say, look, I'm excited for what's going to happen today. I'm excited about what's going to happen in your life, and I'm excited about what's doing, what's going, what God is doing in this. So hearing from God, hearing from God. We've gone through the last um, six weeks or five weeks. Um, we've gone through uh, what is worship, the spiritual disciplines of worship, the spiritual disciplines of openness, uh, of relinquishment, uh, of sharing and of hearing. And as I say every week, this is the, the Sundays is just to set up the platform for the rest of the week. And tomorrow we've got Stewie speaking into the Bible video devotion, uh, which gets dropped on Facebook, our Facebook page at 6 p.m. Uh, and then on Wednesday, or this week, sorry, this week is Thursday. It's normally Wednesday, but this week it's Thursday at 7 p.m. via Zoom. All of our links and everything like that to the meeting uh, are on our Facebook page and have been sent out via email. Uh, but we have uh, a guy by the name of Steve Hodgson, uh, who a lot of people do know, but he is somebody that you do not want to miss. And I know that I say that every week, um, but this guy... There's very few people that I sit on the edge of the seat when they speak, and he is one of them. And I would love to invite you into that space so that you can experience the same things that I've experienced many times before. He works for Fresh Hope. He's He planted a church in Parramatta called Basic Church. Uh, he, he also works... Um, Oh, he has worked for Fresh Hope at the moment. He works at a school, um, in the capacity of a teacher. And he's, he's just followed, um, the call of God over and over and over again. So that'll be great space to step into. So this week we are exploring the spiritual disciplines of hearing from God. Practices that form the mind of Christ in us. Now we continually keep on saying that we want to be image bearers or leak Jesus. These are all the things that have been said over the last 12 months. But if we are unable to hear from God, how do we know what direction to go? What discernment to take? If we are shut off from actually the voice of God in many different ways that he tries to communicate with us, and how are we actually knowing that we're stepping into where God wants us to go in every part of our life, not just ministry, not just church, but in every part of our life. I don't know. Let's explore that today. So the, the topics that we're going to cover today, so the spiritual discipline topics that we're going to cover today is Bible study. And a lot of people think Bible study is the small groups that we do. The Bible study is completely different as well. Uh, Lecto Divina, which is devotional reading. Uh, or Lectio, Lectio Divina. Uh, reading, uh, devotional readings is exactly the same thing. So we're going to go into that a little bit more. Last year I, I did a sermon, uh, on Lectio Divina, but, uh, the, this is going to a little bit more depth of that. Um, meditation and memorization. So let's get into it. Well, without further ado, God is a God of communication and words, whether we believe it or not. Through the ages, God has spoken to us through the written word, which is the Bible, through the spoken word, which is the speech and actions of his children or his followers, and through the incarnate word, the life, death, ministry, resurrection of Jesus Christ himself. The hearing disciplines address our need and desire to hear a word from God, whether it be life-changing or whether it be just to be able to sit and be with your creator, to hear a word from God. Our world of complete noise can drown out the reality and the wonder of God's word. The distractions of life 
can tend to make us, whether it be consciously or subconsciously, put God and his direction up on the shelf. And then there's only these fleeting moments, whether it be uh, at a church service or whether it be at a, an event or whether it be through worship music, that we sit there and, and decide to take it back down off the shelf and go, all right, what were you saying then, God? Drown out what God is saying. There are always other books to read and speakers to listen to. Of course God uses books and people to speak to us, but Scripture is a primary way that the Holy Spirit opens us up to God and his works beyond our realm, taking God out of the limitations of ourself and inviting him into a realm that we may not understand that it may scare us so much that we tend to not be willing to step into it. That it may be confronting in a way that, that we may have to do something that makes us uncomfortable, whether it be stepping into speaking to somebody, whether it be going to sit with people that you don't normally sit with whether it be speaking to people that uh, are frowned upon or whether it be doing things that aren't relational to the norm and stepping out. Kind of sounds like what Jesus did, yeah? Kind of sounds like his ministry as a whole. Kind of sounds like how we should live life. In the Bible, God reveals to us both our sin and our belovedness, our desire for nourishment, strength, comfort, and joy are all addressed in Scripture. A lot of people see it as just words on a piece of paper, that they need to get as much information as possible, but yet they don't actually devour what's going on. Reading God's Word, listening to audiobooks, doing Bible-based devotions and studying the Scripture in several ways all put us in a place to be attentive to God when he speaks. Though there are no new words of revelation, there's no new additions to the book, uh, the, the Bible itself today, God is still speaking and guiding us personally and intimately through his word. The Bible is as relevant today, uh, as relevant today as what it was back when it was written. You just need to ask God, what is it that you want me to take from it? Understand the cultural context. Understand what God was saying then and know that the living God is still speaking through that word himself. Regularly being with God and his word is a way that we can open ourselves up to the truths and the guidance that is offered outside of ourselves and our own selfish ambitions. The first one today that we're going to step into is Bible study. A quote from J.R.W. Stott. He says this, In the Bible, God gives us the revelations of himself, which lead us to worship Promises of salvation which stimulate our faith and commands 
expressing his will, which demand our obedience. The Bible is a divine revelation, God's own word to us. It reveals who God is, it reveals who we are, and it reveals why we're here. Bible study involves engaging the mind and focusing attention on Scripture in an attempt to understand and apply truth to every part of our lives. Does your soul desire this? Remember what I said before, be attentive to what your soul is needing, and that is where you'll find growth. To know what the Bible says and how it intersects with your life. Attend, you can do this by attending a Bible instruction, um, attending to a Bible instruction with an open mind and heart in order to grow in love and understanding of the truth. Systematically studying scripture to gain the bigger picture of what God is doing or using study guides, Bible plans, manuscript studies, small group studies, or even doing some type of theological studies can actually open you up to understanding what God is saying in a different realm. Different inputs in different ways can give us better knowledge to be able to act into and intercede into the kingdom. In 1 Timothy 3.16, it says this, All Scripture, all Scripture. As we read this, we've got to keep in mind that Paul wrote When he wrote this, he was referring to the Torah, which is the first five books of the Bible, or the Pentateuch, in that, uh, that when people used to go in and and were scholars, they used to have to memorize and know the Torah off by heart. So he was referring to the Torah when he wrote this. And all the Old Testament writings from the prophets and the kings and everything like that and all the historical sort of uh, measures there, um, how God showed up in those ways. But today, the all scripture in this means that it would also include the New Testament as well and what God is doing. So all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and makes us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. As I've said before, and I've referred to this several times over and over again, is that I believe, and this is just my belief, and I might be completely wrong, that those old guides that are still existing now, the, the, um, for dummies series, is that the Bible is a book of how to live for dummies. And for me, I need to seek how to live. So if I'm needing to seek how to live and live for my purpose creation, then I need to refer to the Bible, not just every so often, but daily. It teaches, it corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. The Bible is not a collection of stories. It's not a collection of fables. It's not a collection of myths. Or it's not even just a mere human ideas of who God is. It's not a human book. Through the Holy Spirit, God revealed his character, his person, and his plan to certain believers, who then they wrote 
or they were prompted to write down his message for all of his people, for then and for now. This process is known as inspiration. The writers wrote from their own personal um, experience, their historical view, and also the cultural context of what was going on in those times. Although they used their own minds, their, ta- their own talents, their own giftings, their own language and their own style, they all wrote what God wanted them to write. Scripture is completely trustworthy because God was in control of its writing in every way. Its word is entirely authoritative for our faith and our complete life. The Bible is completely and utterly God-breathed. In Colossians 3.16, it says this, Let the message about Christ in all its riches fill your life. And there's only one way that you can do that, and that is by reading the Scriptures itself. Although the early Christians had access to the Old Testament and freely used it, they did not have what we have today in the New Testament and its writings and the manuscripts and other Christian books to study in any way, shape or form. They only had the Old Testament. Their stories and their teachings about Christ were memorized and passed on from person to person, generation to generation, and in some cases... It was people's experience that they actually hit and they passed on. Kind of sounds like a community. Kind of sounds like the way the church was always meant to be. Our next one this morning, well, it goes on. And our next one this morning is Lectio Divina, or in other cases is devotional readings. We understand what wind is by feeling it on our face, in our bodies, the power of it on windy days. We know what the power of the sun is by experiencing the amazing heat in our extremely hot summers. And in my case, being fair-skinned, redhead, I felt it in many different ways by the extreme sunburnt that I uh, had several times growing up. And I remember there were several times during my uh, upbringing that I got sunburn on top of sunburn, and I think it was like months upon months of me peeling. And that's why I've got freckles. So fun and games. This sort of uh, knowing transcends the intellect. And it transcends past the intellect. It is direct. It is experimental. Devotional reading or Lecta Divina invites us into this kind of knowing just more than reading. It is a kind of knowing. It is this kind of knowing for which Paul prayed when he said in the, in the letter to Ephesians this, I pray that out of his glorious riches that he may strengthen you by power through the Holy Spirit in your inner being, your soul. It continue, keeps on coming up here. Be attentive to your soul so that, the, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And here's where it starts getting phenomenal, reading it normally. And as I pray to you, being rooted and established in love. 
may have power together with all the Lord's holy people, your community. So you're rooted in love in your community with all God's holy people to grasp how wide and how long and how high and deep the love of Christ is. And I love this next bit. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, and I want to hold on that just for a second, it surpasses knowledge. If you need to know the love, you need to know God, you need to read it more than just words on a piece of paper. You need to actually experience it, know it, that surpasses just knowledge, book knowledge that is, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. The blessings overflowing that you cannot contain, that you just want to share. We haven't experienced it unless we want to sit there and jump for joy and go, hey, I want to share this with you. I can't contain myself. And here's where the hard bit is. This is in every season of our life, every period of our life, the good, the bad, the ugly. Lecta Divina, or hearing the Scriptures, requires an open, a reflective, and a listening posture, alert to the voice of God. This type of reading is aimed more at a growing a relationship with God rather than gaining information about God. I'm going to say that again. It is aimed at growing a relationship with God rather than gaining information about God. I've said this last uh, last year when I preached on this um, at the back end of last year, and I'll say it again. The way that I was explained uh, for me was that it's like you go to a supermarket and you buy a steak. And yes, you enjoy the steak because it's great the way you cook it and everything like that, uh, but it, it tends to just fill a spot. Or you can get a $400 steak where you want to sit and enjoy every bite, every chew, every taste, every context in your mouth as you experience what is going on in that. I'm a foodie, so I related to that. Very, very good. So does your soul desire this? To prayerfully encounter and surrender to the living God through attending to Scripture. You can do this by prayerfully dwelling on the passages that you read in Scripture, not just reading it like a book, but actually attentively going, all right, God, what are you doing? And praying through the Scriptures, listening deeply to God's personal word to you. Inviting him into a space and saying, look, as, as I've said before, um, our, our vision for 2020 and beyond that was launched in February this year, it was more of you, God, and less of us in our everything. But there was also a prayer in there that was very, very risky to make, and that is let your will, God, be done, not mine because it may not marry up with what we want to do, may not marry up with our own desires, and we may be scared by the outcome of that. And that's kind of like that, is that listening deeply to God's personal word for you in your circumstance. Another way you could do it is reading for depth and, for, for, sorry, reading for depth, not just for breath. And the contemplative and formational reading of the scripture and other devotional texts 
to be able to sit there and let it sink in and not just be up here, but moving it down to here. In Hebrews 4, 12 to 13, it says this, For the word of God is alive and powerful. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It doesn't say it just lives and breathes in the book. It is alive and powerful. It is the sharp, it is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. We might think that we can hide things. We might think that God doesn't see. We might think that God, just because he doesn't react, that we're able to hide it from him. We're wrong when we think that. That's what the devil wants us to feel. That's what the enemy wants us to be in, that shame, that guilt. But the amazing thing is is that God sees everything and he still loves us the same. He still wants us to come on this journey. He still invites us into this space and he still has a plan, a purpose and a priority for us in his kingdom works. I love that verse. Absolutely love it. It goes on and says this, everything is naked and exposed before his eyes and he is the one to whom we are accountable. He is the one to whom we are accountable. I want to be accountable to the person that created me, not to anything that may be a judge externally. That's just me. Devotional reading of Scripture is rooted in the assurance of every part of the biblical story. There's a purpose and a plan behind everything in the Old Testament and the New Testament. The letters, the parables, the Gospels, the prophets, the history is all inspired and can be given voice to God's particular word to us individually at different parts of our lives. The devotional reading was traditionally made up of five movements, and this is not new. This is not a new way of of reading it. It's been passed on from uh, generation to generation, people to people, language to language, but it says the same thing with the same united front at the back end of it. And it has these five principles. It's silencio, which is the quiet preparation of your heart before you even pick up your Bible, before you read a word. The lectio, which is the actual physical reading of the word and bracing it and taking it in. Yeah. The meditatio, meditatio, I should say, meditatio is the med- is for you to meditate on the scripture that you read, not just to read it like a book or a word on a piece of paper, to actually sit and embrace what is actually being said. The oritatio, uh, oritatio, oritatio, which is the response and the prayer afterwards, is asking God into this space, is to be able to sit there and go, all right, God, I've read this. What does this mean to me? What are you actually wanting to impart into me? It may be just a word. It may be just the whole thing. It may be something that is prompting you uh, or a reconfirmation of something that might be going on in your life. Being attentive to that, but responding, yeah? And contemplatio, which is you contemplate, you rest, and you wait on the presence of God. This is very difficult for a lot of people, including myself, in that, in the sense that I'm sitting there going, I've just read something, but now I've got this coming up. 
I'm unable to pause. I now I've got this meeting to come up. Now I need to drive this place. Now I need to go do this. Now I need to cook this. We need to escape into God's plan and allow God to move. Our next one this morning is meditation. Meditation is not simply a discipline of Eastern religions. As soon as you hear meditation, you hear about all the, uh, all these different religions meditating for hours on end. But it's not simply just an Eastern religion or a New Age guru way method of getting to the inner surface. Meditation rests at the core of Judo-Christian spirituality. It is an invitation to apprehend God. In a book written by A.W. Tozer, the author writes this, God dwells in his creation and is everywhere indiversibly present in all his works. He dwells in his creation and is everywhere indiversibly present in all of his works. Meditation is a long, ardent daze at God. You may say that you may not have enough time to do that. Make time just to experience it, just to gaze on the person that created you because God does it to you. We are his masterpiece. We are his handiwork. Why wouldn't he? This is a long, ardent daze at God, at his work, at his word, slowing down and giving one another, giving one's undivided attention to God lies at the core of Christian meditation. Does your soul desire this, to more deeply gaze on God in all the aspects of God through the written word and the created order? You can do this by mulling over or chewing on for those that like those words uh, or ruminating over God's word and its application to your life, paying attention to God with your body by slowing down, relaxing and breathing deeply. I don't know about you, but when I rush into things, I tend to do things irrationally and off the cuff and it never turns out well, especially for me with parenting. I need to slow down, breathe, and take in the moment. You can do it by just meditating on Jesus and the scripture alone. In Joshua, and I love Joshua for those that have been journeying with me over the last 12 months, they know that I love Joshua. I love his leadership and I love the way that he relied on God so many times. But in first, in Joshua 1, um, 8, it says this, study this book of instructions continually, not just once off or every now and then continually. Meditate on it day on it day in and day night, uh, day in and at night, so that you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then, after you've meditated on it day in and day out, and on night times and everything like that, only then will you prosper and you will succeed in all that you do. Kind of like what we did uh, during the prayer um, interview with Purse earlier in the service, is that if we are not involved in God in our life, 
and we're still expecting him to show up and he doesn't, or he's probably putting a stop or a hold, he's probably trying to get your attention. But we're not actually seeking him, not actually sitting in him, not actually meditating on him. And it actually says in the Bible, only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. All you do. Maybe we need to look at ourselves and our approach and our reaction. Meditation is not about emptying the mind like a lot of people think that it is. It's not about emptying the mind so that nothing is in there. Christian meditation opens up your mind to God and to the world and to the presence of the world, uh, the word in the world. As we enter these times of meditation, it is important to let go of our preoccupations, our to-do lists, our things that we need to do or get done. Just relinquish them, relinquish them, I should say. Let go of your preoccupations so that we can focus our minds and become present to God himself. He created us. He knows what is best for us. Meditation is a way that we can train our minds to stay put so that it can explore appropriate associations and become more in tune with God himself. Our mind tends to go off on things when when we empty uh, our thoughts and not are on track. It tends to go off on different associations or different things or important things in our lives. But this is so that we can train ourselves to explore appropriate associations and become more in tune with God himself. Our last one this morning is memorization. As I explored before, uh, back in the early days, in the early Christian days, a lot of the times a scholar had to memorise word for word the Torah, first five books of the Bible. I don't know about you, and it might might be just me, it might be just me, um, and I'm not going to put it out there in any way, shape or form that this is for you as well, but I struggle to remember, uh, remember Scripture. Like it may be impacting if I might read it and I might be like, that is phenomenal, I love that, I want to impart that into my life, and then tomorrow I'm like, what was that scripture again? Maybe a few knocks from football or, or, or my memory loss, I don't know. So I'm hoping that I'm not alone there. But memorization is actually repeating the verses over and over again so that they actually take place or take root not only in your mind but your heart so that we, when we are tested, that we have a sword to be able to protect us, a shield to be able to bear the fiery arrows, and a faith to be able to stand firm. For millennia, committing to the, this to memory served as the foundation for religious, political, and educational instructions. Memorized Matter was known to have staying power. Back in the day, if you were able to memorise things, scripture, political stuff, education things, you had staying power. You were seen as somebody that could climb ranks or, or, or be in a certain position of power. It had staying power. 
It was, it was not at the mercy of being relevant. It was not at the mercy of, in these days, being hip and for those that are, um, that are working with youth and everything like that, the word lit gets used. It didn't depend on books or literature or being famous or anything like that. Words, stories and prayers known by heart could be stored deep in the inner and pop up out of the blue for amusement, for comfort and for education. It says in Proverbs 23 that guard your heart Above all else, guard your heart, for it reflects your life, for it is the life source of your life. So what you are inputting into your heart, sometimes subconsciously, what is actually lying on our heart will come out. And in the heat of the moment, I can tell you that does happen like that. So if we are, and I'm just going to put two scenarios here, if we are, just turning up at church or turning up and doing ministry but yet not actually imparting the spirit into our hearts and our lives when the heat of the moment comes and you are tested and tempted, you are going to revert back to what is in your heart subconsciously. And how detrimental is that going to be in people in your life, in the people that you lead, in the people in your family, in the people that you love, in the people that you are guiding, in people that are actually seeing you as a person of influence in the kingdom's sake when we are to be reflecting images of Jesus? My favorite, One of my favourite parts of the Bible is Ephesians 6. And it lays this all out as a platform. And it says if we, are, if we are to succeed and prosper in this life that has been blessed unto us, that we need to know how to live, we need to implant them, the ways to live into our hearts. And it's a journey. You can't just get it all together. We are not Jesus. We are to be reflecting Jesus as much as possible. No doubt the ability to read and access books and computers are wonderful gifts in this day and age, but the mind is so overwhelmed with information that nothing is known in the heart these days. And unfortunately, if it's not known in the heart, it's not known in the soul. And a lot of the times we are just subject to, um, we're at the mercy of our last mental image or our last experience or our last answer to prayer or our last season. And we tend to reflect on that rather than what God has done through knowledge, through history, through your life, through turning up in so many different ways, but we react in our last image. And it takes our fancy. Memorization allows us to choose words and images that shape our minds and our hearts. It gives the mind somewhere to go when all the media is all turned off, when all distraction is all gone. It gives the mind a powerful being 
able to explore, to see visions, to see dreams, to be able to see what God is wanting in his creation. Furthermore, memorizing God's word allows us to access divine-inspired thoughts through wisdom. And it, and it, it, it even works when we are non-conscious at times or we're in the curious phase of our uh of our Christianity. Memorization is the process of continually remembering the words, the truths, the images of God that he's placed to you, that use, that God uses to shape us into who he wants us to be. Memorization provides us with a store of learning which can be accessed anywhere and any time. Our minds are very, very powerful. But most of us don't use it to its full potential. Does your soul desire this? To carry the life-shaping words of God in you rather than in a device, rather than in a book, but it's actually in you. You can do this by rereading portions of scripture until they are committed to memory. We can memorize scriptures, uh, scripture verses that clearly reveal God's plan of salvation. You can memorize the books of the Bible or particular dates and times as well as various uh, verses of where they are found and how to access them quickly. But we can also do this by learning to be heart portions of Scripture that encourage you when you are tempted in any way. In Psalm 119, verse 11, it says this, I have hidden your word in my heart, the psalmist says, that I might not sin against you. I don't know about you, but I am guilty of repeating the same things over and over again or falling into the same trap over and over again or falling into the same frame of mind over and over again. But it's not until I'm actually attentive to what God is doing in there that life-changing transformation can happen. And in that, if I can hide God's word in my innermost heart that when I am tempted at the utmost that I'll stand firm, that I may not sin against you. In Second Peter it writes this, and as long as I live, I will continue to awaken you with this reminder. We need to be accountable for each other. We need to continually keep on feeding into each other with Scripture so that we could help our brothers and sisters memorize. But as long as I live, this is Peter talking, I will continue to awaken you with this reminder. Indeed, I'm passionate to share these things with you so that you will always remember them after my exodus from this life. We need to memorize things. We need to imprint them, impart them into our journey so that not only our lives are changing, 
but the lives of everyone that we come into contact with are changing as well. So this morning we've gone through the spiritual disciplines of hearing from God, gone through Bible studies, we've gone through the Lecto Divina or the devotional reading, we've gone through meditation and memorization. I'm hoping this week that you are able to spend that 20 minutes of even just one of these sections just sitting there going, I'm creating space for God to move. And let's see what he does. My challenge to you is to actually, as I said before, is to, yes, it's all good to have the knowledge of God. Have the knowledge of your circumstance. See what the, what your soul is crying out for. Get the linchpin of the Holy Spirit. And let's start f- forming into what God has always created us to be. Let me pray. Lord, I thank you for exposing us to these things. Lord, I, th- I pray that you prompt us into these areas to be able to not only create space for you, but for us to be formed into the person you have always created us to be. I pray that you dwell amongst us as we go into our life where you've sent us, what you've got us doing and how you've got us doing it, Lord. I pray that you be with us and that you are our ultimate spark. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Remember, join us tomorrow on Facebook at 6 p.m. and then on Thursday at 7 through uh, Zoom. Also, guys, for those that call uh, Penrith Church home, 11.30 today on Zoom is the next instalment of the exposure uh, leading up to the 28th, which is um, launching our new vision and mission for the future here at Penrith. I'm hoping you can join us. Have a great week and bless you guys as you step forward into where God is taking you individually and us as a church. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Penrith Church of Christ. If there was anything in this message that you would like to talk further about, please go to our website on www.cofcpenrith.org. www.cofcpenrith.org.